0: Hello and welcome to Friend Update episode number 7. I'm Dan Wood. And I'm Adam Springs, And we've been doing the show now for 7 weeks and you've got questions. And we've got answers. Hey friends and welcome to our 7th episode of Friend Update and even though 7 weeks is quite a short time, it does feel like we've covered so many subjects in this show in like under 2 months, don't
1: you think? Yes, things have gone by very quickly, but we've covered a hell of a lot of ground. And that's, that's good on both fronts.
0: Absolutely. And obviously, you know, we're kind of covering all these different topics. And when you get any kind of paradigm shift or like something new in technology or a new operating system, obviously people are coming through the doors all the time. And we've been on, you know, stuff like the Twit Network. People have come in from that or maybe didn't have a lot of experience with Friend before. And people have got questions, which I think is amazing. And that's one thing we've always said on these videos is, Whichever way you can get in touch with us, whether that's on our friend community, on our Facebook page, on Twitter, on IRC, leaving a comment on one of our videos, we monitor these things every single day. And we're going to kind of make this a regular series where we answer your questions about the friend platform. So if you've got any things you want us to answer or maybe put to our development team, just get in touch with us in one of those ways and we'll endeavour to cover it in a future video.
1: Indeed. So let's get underway with question number one. And question number one is where does FriendUp or how does FriendUp relate to linux now
0: obviously friend is an open source platform and we did release our first open source version uh, back in june and at the moment i mean we've had it running on various linux platforms as a server another team have got it running on their debian on ubuntu we even got a tweet the other day some guy had actually like self-compiled it onto um openbsd which is very cool. And yeah. we've got it running on our Amazon Web Services, which is where our demo is hosted. Over the weekend, I was playing around installing it in Google Cloud. We've also got um, VirtualBox distribution that you can install it inside a VM. And also there are other platforms that are pending at the moment, including the uh, Raspberry Pi version, which I know you and I are quite excited about, both being massive fans of the Pi.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, in terms of the so-called Internet of Things and what FriendUp can do in that space, yeah, very, very excited.
0: What I think is good as well is, I mean, the fact that if you've got a platform you would like to see Friend running on, we've said this all along that our development team are very open to suggestions. Yep. Often we've come up with ideas and they're like, "Great idea!" and then tomorrow morning it's there. <laughs> They've done it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, and it's very good.
1: Yeah, and it's something you wanted to get involved with and do it yourself as well. They're open to discussing that with you as well. So that's a key thing. Total developer friendly. Now let's talk
0: about something that's been making all of the tech headlines over the last week. Firefox is back.
1: I know, and it's back in a completely new-built, crazy kind of way. Um, so we have got a Chrome competitor, and it's a Chrome competitor that very much follows the uh, the mantra of Friend, which is open development and development geared towards the user. So, you know, this one, I mean, the benchmarks have been off the mark for it. Uh, we've been testing it in Friend, and it is working with Friend. Uh, a little bit more on that uh, to come in the future. And, you know, I mean... What's the thing for you that really excites you about it? Because to me, it's, you know, the values of the Mozilla Foundation really do mix with ours. But what's your sort of excitement with it?
0: But well, we're obviously talking about Firefox Quantum, and that is kind of like the hot new version mm. of Firefox. It kind of left a lot of that kind of legacy code. So we, we talked before we did this video that we were both yep. Firefox users about 10 years ago. And yep. like many people, judging by the market shares, we moved over to Google Chrome. But they've kind of been looking at the product and how they, they can improve it. And now some of the benchmarks have been crazy for Firefox Quantum. I think the one that impressed me most is that it actually outperforms Google Chrome by loading the Google login screen, which I thought was a nice little irony there.
1: That is, that is indeed it's a sign of the times. Mm-hmm.
0: But like I said about the Mozilla Foundation, I mean, in your mind, how does that kind of tie into to Frenzy ethos?
1: Well, I mean, there's a number of way, number of ways. I mean, obviously you've got the open development cycle, but I think as well the fact that they're a, a not for profit it means that in terms of how they're working with data or how, how they're approaching data, but, you know, particularly from a development point of view, is they're not necessarily looking at data mining in the same way that Chrome would, mm. you know, and also in terms of the connectivity. Thing as we were discussing again a little while ago before the video is in terms of how everything interconnects, there's no one brand there. You know, like Chrome is totally geared towards connecting every single Google thing under the sun. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, that's down to the user. But I think with the Firefox side of things, in terms of what we're looking to do with the friend platform, I think it opens it up even further than something than Chrome would because it doesn't have the same, I guess, for profit incentive. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the Mozilla.
0: Uh, foundation's ethos, isn't it? That the internet belongs to the people and it should always be an open thing that anyone can get access to. So again, that really does fit with our, you know, kind of ethics here at Friend as well. So, and yeah, I'm happy to report that I've been testing it over the weekend and the Friend workspace runs fine in Firefox Quantum. In fact, you know, I haven't benchmarked it properly yet, but actually I've noticed a few things are actually a little bit nippier inside Uh um, Firefox Quantum. So we'll keep testing that. And if you're testing it as well, please do give us your feedback on how you're finding it in Firefox Quantum. Now, obviously, I did mention before that we released version 1.0.0, the first open source version back in June. We've had a few people asking about 1.0.1. They're very keen.
1: Yeah, and it's coming up. I mean, obviously, you know, we're not going to we're not going to give any specific date. But, you know, by the time this uh, this video goes out, it will be well underway. And it's something that should be out hopefully by the end of the year, I believe. Isn't that right, Dan?
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe even sooner from what I heard from the team. I mean, they have been working pretty intently day and night on it. You've probably seen the bags under their eyes when we've been having oh, french sure. oh, conversations we, with them. Oh, yeah,
1: but we, you know, we, we've got to tease people a little bit. We can, you know, we
0: get the but what I do know is they're listening to feedback from... Yeah. The videos that we're doing, comments that are left on the videos, anything on the forums, the IRC channels. For example, I know that Hogner the other day was posting something on our Facebook community group. Uh, a user had requested an easier way to browse their files rather than going through the the directory structure and it took him like an afternoon i think he implemented a nice compact little start menu in the corner yeah. that makes yeah. it a lot easier to browse your features so again you know the guys are listening to what you're saying so if you've got any suggestions maybe it's not too late to get that into version 1.0.1 uh, leaves a comment and we'll happily pass it on to the team
1: yeah and you know i think again that's a really good point because i think feedback loop for me and i, I imagine it's the same way for you it's been the real joy of what we've been doing you know there really is a feedback loop loop between the, the, the developers and the users at the moment so any question from us is totally you know relevant and needed regardless of what it is we are completely open to them.
0: Now there have been some people asking us about running Windows applications inside the Friend desktop we've touched on this before haven't we it used to be called Mitra now we call it Liberator. Indeed yeah and I believe you've seen this up and running
1: very early in Norway itself didn't you?
0: Absolutely. When I was over there in our HQ in Norway, the guys were demoing it then and I've got access to it on our intranet and I've done a couple of video examples of it. Essentially, if you're not familiar with it, it gives you a way to run applications from, you could say, alien environments or operating systems. Um, You know, at the moment we're really talking about Windows Server applications, but also... The guys are looking at running Mac OS applications in here and Linux as well. And it's really cool because it means that you can run these kind of legacy applications from older operating systems that are not built for the cloud on any platform. And you can run them side by side in Windows on the friend desktop environment. For example, I did a little video, you might have seen a little four minute demo I did a friend yeah, yeah. where I was yeah. showing a Windows application paint.net running on my iPhone, which <laughs> some people, their jaws dropped when they saw that. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, even when we were talking the other day in a meeting, I was actually getting friend up on my Android phone and looking at friend chat and sort of doing the dual thing of having two of me at once as, as we were talking, which is kind of crazy. So, yeah, no, well, absolutely. Well,
0: we get that video of like running a Mac OS application, a Linux application, a Windows application all on your iPhone, which is coming. So people have been asking yeah. about Liberator. The guys are working very hard on it, and hopefully, we
1: can give everybody access to it very soon. So, moving on to IPFS, Interplanetary File Systems. Now, let's talk a little bit more about that. This is tremendous.
0: And this is something that Hodner actually brought to my attention a couple of months ago. He was very excited about it. And I thought, yeah, what's this? Let's have a little closer look at what it is. But essentially, this blows my mind. It's a way of having a global, pretty much unlimited storage method and also a way to distribute files for free all around the world at very high speeds.
1: I know, this is this is decentralized computing or world computing in action. You know, <laughs> the fact that you can juggle information, if you know, if you're thinking about visualizing it. The internet is a set of nodes across the world. And this, you know, your files can jump from any node by by following this protocol. So to me, it's just, it's insane. Particularly when you consider where we were five years ago or even two years ago, this to me is just a complete game changer. And for somebody that works with large file sets to be able to do that and to know that I'm not going to lose it's just, yeah, it's amazing.
0: And for me, you know, the fact we both do audio podcasts. And at the moment, I pay probably about £110 a year, I think, for SoundCloud Premium. I know there are people that are already hosting podcasts on IPFS, and they're using that mm. as a way to deliver their files. And there are services, for example, we upload our videos onto DTube, which is an open-source yeah. kind of YouTube yeah. competitor i I'd built on IPFS. Today, we're looking at a, uh, a Spotify clone, um, Alexandra, I think it's called, uh, which, again, is kind of putting stuff. This is what we want to do at Friend, putting this technology back in the hand of the users because I was reading some statistic that to earn like a $1,000 on Spotify, an artist has to have like a million plays, but yeah. if you can earn, like, Ethereum coins or Bitcoins via distributing on IPFS and blockchain, again, it just opens up everything to the entire world and every user, regardless of their status.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bottoms-up approach as opposed to a top-down, which has been, you know, the big problem with the current way of doing things. Mm-hmm.
0: And I know that, like I said, our team are very interested in IPFS and they've actually already got a file system running in Friend. So that's going to be made available to everybody very soon. It's still experimental at the moment, but it should give you a lot easier way of accessing IPFS than you currently can on, for example, on Windows, you've got to do everything in the command line. So having it on the Friend workspace all point and click is going to be, I think a big game changer. And also some people have been asking us, how do I get access to this Friend community that you mentioned every video then? So Dan,
1: best way is to sign up obviously to the friend platform itself of course <laughs> Yep, yeah, absolutely and i believe it's it's in our app store as well now isn't it Yeah, well,
0: I mean, if you've got access to the demo server, I'll post a little screenshot here. But there is a little um, icon in the dock that you can click that will just launch the friend community portal. Then all you've got to do is type in um, your usual credentials. And it's based on our TreeRoot technology. Now, if you're not familiar with TreeRoot, we've actually covered it a bit in the past. But what it essentially is, it's um, a social networking tool so you can build your own community groups and kind of your own little social media sites on TreeRoot. Uh, If you remember stuff like Yahoo Groups and Google Groups or even your own kind of internal version of Facebook, so the Friend community is actually a really good way of getting an insight into the power of Tree Root, and you can access that from your uh, standard Friend login, or if you haven't got an account at the moment, you can actually sign up by heading to the website friendup.world, and that will open it in a web app, so there's loads of little groups in there as well. We've um, got a few groups that will give you more information on Friend. You can talk directly to the developers there, a few files that we've been sharing, including a few kind of like off-the-wall and like... lighthearted kind of comedy groups that we're making in there at the moment too so if you want a bit of time out of your busy day it's always good to kind of hang around there and look
1: yeah social development that's what we're all about and i think you know that is that is the key thing is the fact that never be afraid to reach out to us Mm -hmm. about whatever it is whether you see it as good or bad because we're going to give you an answer and it might just be the answer you want
0: Definitely. So please do keep your questions coming in. Of course, you can get hold of us on the uh, friend community. Just open that or you can get hold of us on the developer forums, Facebook, Twitter. Just leave a comment on this video. We're checking those daily at the moment and we'll hope to answer your questions in a future video.
1: Thank you for watching. Thank you.